season. I, I love it. I look forward to it. It's a wonderful, rich season. What's his name? Okay. It's good to find out what people's names are. A name means something. So I feel like we're on sacred ground when we ever open the Bible. I feel like we're especially on sacred ground when we open up to Luke 1 and Luke 2. I feel that every year. It's so strong. This is the incarnation. This is God breaking in on our world in a shocking way. It's so different than what we'd expect. Why would you empty out heaven, which I wonder if he did, if he ever did it, he would do it for the birth of his son, and then you sing to a group of lowly shepherds and nobody else? Why would you do that? Well, he did it. And the shepherds did the right thing. Maybe some other people wouldn't have done it, but they did. They, they got the message and they spread the word. And that's not what I'm talking about this morning. But I'm just moved by the whole thing in Luke 1 and 2. And so Zechariah, he's an old priest. We don't know how old he is. It could be 60. It could be 80. They didn't retire priests, so he didn't have to retire. So he could easily be an 80-year-old. And when the angel shows up, he asks this question, how shall I know this? Now, wait a minute, Zach. When was the last time an archangel showed up at church? What, what was wrong with him? Is, is, there, is, there, is there something wrong? Is he immature? Well, look back at chapter 1. It said he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron. That means there were all kinds of priests, cousins, uncles, priestly family, all kinds of priests. Now, it says two things about them. They were both righteous before God. The Pharisees were righteous before people. That would be something if someone said about you, he or she is righteous before God. That means you understand the the good news. That means you understand how you're not righteous. You receive God's righteousness. They They were really godly people. And then it says they were walking blamelessly in all the commands and statutes of the Lord. That's incredible. These were not slouches. These were not upstarts. These were mature, very, very mature people. So what's going on? I don't know. Maybe there was a wounding. Maybe he loved his wife so much that he saw her suffer for 40 years or 50 years. They used the B word for her, right? She, was, she, she got that as a part of her reputation. She was the barren one, which rabbis would say was enough for you to send her out, to excommunicate her. If a, if a woman didn't get, give birth, then, then let him go. And so here's a priest who's holding on to this hope, and then it's past, past time. And maybe there's a, a wounding in his heart because he cared and felt so much for his wife, and so the words slipped out. I wish they hadn't, but they did. <clears throat> How do I know? Well, he got a nine-month timeout. 
Where is he now? Where did the angel come? Where did the angel come? For, to see him. Jerusalem. So here they are. Huh? You can tell I didn't draw that map. You can read everything. So here's Jerusalem. And that's where he is now. That's where the angel is. And I wonder if the angel left just shaking his head. What was that about? What, what, what just happened? And he goes back. And now God talks to him again. He's not called an archangel. Here's a, here's a trick question. There are four angels that are mentioned by name in the Bible. I'm not going to tell you who they are because you, you wouldn't be able to answer. I know you wouldn't because I, mean, I think you don't. I don't think you would. There's Gabriel, and then there's Michael, who's called an archangel. Gabriel isn't, but he probably is. And then there's Satan, Lucifer. And then there's one in Revelation 9-11, Abaddon. So now he's going up north, 80 miles, 81 miles if you went straight, but it, it's not going to be straight. It's, it's, it's going to be windy. So it's at least 100, 100 120 miles for uh, Mary to get here. But the angel comes north not to an old man, but to a younger, we don't know how old. Could be a teenager, could be in her early 20s. We don't know how old she is. But uh, he says to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And he said to her, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. She doesn't say, well, it's about time. <laughs> acknowledges me. She's puzzled, and she's troubled. That's a holy Mary. Why? What? Favored. What? What? She's afraid. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. What could be more wonderful than to have the favor of God? Does God have favorites? The answer is no. But those who favor God, God favors. She lived her life to favor God. And we're going to see in some of her responses that she favored God through her young life. You have found favor with God. Boy, people say that about you, that you have found favor with God already in your young life. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. Wow! She knew about David. She had read the stories. So he sounds like he's going to be a king. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Saying this to a young girl. And she's, she must be in shock just to have an angel and then to have an angel say those words and then say she's going to have someone in her womb who's going to live forever and reign forever and be a king forever. That's, that's too much information. And she doesn't say, 
Well, then I guess I better hurry up and marry Joseph. That might have been her first response. I, I better get married then. I'm going to have a kid. She doesn't say this. She says, okay, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Now you say, well, everybody was in those days. Then you haven't read the Old Testament lately because everybody wasn't. In fact, some of the good people weren't. But she said, I'm a virgin. And that response touched the angel. He answered her, here's how it's going to happen, Mary. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. The Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And then he gives her news that she didn't know about. Her relative, we'll call her her aunt, Behold, your relative Elizabeth is in her old, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And Mary going, really? She's old. <laughs> and this is the sixth month with her who was called. There it is again. See, they named her. She's the barren one. God's curse is upon you. You don't have any kids. For nothing will be impossible with God. I love it. And this angel says that. He's close to God. Mary gives two responses. They're incredible responses. Just incredible. Just think of what the news she has just received. What do you say? How do you respond? Why me? What, what's going on? Really? A king? I don't, here's what she says. I'm a doule. If it's a man, I'm a doulos. A doulos is a slave. It's the lowest of the low. She could have said a diakonos. I'm a servant. But she didn't say I'm a servant. She said, Slave. I mean, have your have, do what you want to do. You can have me. I'm I'm yours. Thirty three years later, another Mary says, "He can have my perfume." A few days later, a man said, "He can use my donkey." A few days later. Religious leaders said, he can have my grave. That's okay, Joe. We only need it for two days. <laughs> so Mary, that's her first response. I'm available. Do, behold, I'm your, I'm your bond slave. And then listen to this. Let it be to me according to your word. Zechariah could learn a lesson from her. He doubted when it wasn't appropriate. And Mary at a time when it, she's under, she must be under almost shock. 
And she says, okay, you say it, you do it. I believe her. Some of us have had difficult times. Some of you have had difficult times lately. Hard to believe in those times, isn't it? Aren't there times where it's hard to believe? When it's hard to say this thing is going to work out? And she said, okay, this is impossible. This is strange. No one's ever heard of this before. I'm the, I, no one else in history. And she says, okay. You said it. Incredible. And so she thinks, Elizabeth has a child. She'd be a big help to me. I think that's what she's thinking. I need to go see her. She's mature. She's godly. I got questions. I don't know how to do this thing. I've never done this before. I got a king inside of me. And so how is she going to get there? First of all, if she tells Joseph, I'm going to Judah, he's going to say, well, you're not going alone. So he either got her at caravan to go with or he went himself it doesn't say but she did not go alone because no good guy would do that to a wife a betrothed because it's dangerous and so we don't know how mary went if she went pretty much straight which she probably didn't she's going to go to the home of elizabeth and there are two possible the most likely places are ein karim which is south of Jerusalem, four miles. This is Bethlehem, south of, or perhaps Hebron. So she's probably going to go down this way. The disciples would go this way. Which way would Jesus go? He goes straight through. This is Samaria. Things happen in Samaria. His greatest evangelistic campaign, the greatest one, happened here, where other people wouldn't go. The well, Sychar. Sychar is right up here. So she's gonna. So that's gonna a little longer. You get to Jericho. This is the lowest place on the planet, above ground. So she's gonna go from here up the hill, winding up. I've done it before more than once, winding up, and she's gonna go up here somewhere. The last day, you know, you could maybe take twenty miles a day that that would take a week so now she's going to wind her way up here with a caravan or with joseph and she's tired she gets there she's been walking every day maybe she could have taken a donkey i suspect she walked they don't have donkeys they didn't have they didn't have you know they were poor <clears throat> so and she's from a town that has a bad reputation remember john one can anything good Come out of Nazareth. Well, as a matter of fact, something really good is coming out of Nazareth that the world doesn't know about yet. So she's going to make her way, and she comes to the place, and she steps in. That's as far as she gets. As far as I'm concerned, this is the holiest part of a holy book. Elizabeth who spent five months 
blessing in seclusion, just thanking God for what he did. Spending five months, probably many hours every day in prayer and thanksgiving. She is so full of the spirit that when Mary steps over the threshold and she sees her, she says things that could only be given to someone who's open to revelation and, and, and full of the Spirit. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that's how, that's how much she got. Hi, Elizabeth, it's Mary. The babe leaped in her room. She's, she's been pregnant for five months. How big? Okay, that's how big John is in her womb. And Mary, one centimeter? John, in the womb, recognizes Jesus. John senses the presence of Jesus. The babe leaped in her womb. And listen, I felt a lot of, le- I, I, she was pregnant seven times, and I felt them. I, I, I felt the kicks. And I never felt they were prophetic kicks. <laughs> but in a moment, she was, she, the babe leaped in her womb. That's what the scripture says. The babe leaped in her womb. So he's leaping in the presence of Jesus. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, exclaims with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That's shocking revelation. She could have been thinking, hey, I'm beyond childbearing years. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying a child now. See me. She could have wanted Mary. She didn't know Mary knew. Mary, praise the Lord. Look at what I, look at this. She didn't even think that. She was so full of the spirit that she says, Blessed are you. Blessed are you. And why is it great? Why this privilege that I have that the mother, she's not her niece, she's the mother of her Lord. Revelation astounding should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the babe leaped. This wasn't just a kick. The babe leaped for joy. Listen to this. Blessed is he who believed. Did her husband believe? No, he doubted. And he got nine months out because he didn't believe. I don't know if she was thinking about that, but she said, blessed is she who believed. That wasn't easy to believe. Who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. 
It's so holy. And then Mary, we don't know how old, 18, 20, listen to her song. Spontaneous. It's not, she didn't write this. She didn't have a night to, to write this. It came out of her mouth, my soul. This is what Mary says. She's responding to what had just happened with Elizabeth. So what does she do? She, she sings a song that has been sung more than Silent Night. Magnificat. That's the first word in Latin of this translation. Megalunea is the first word. It's the first word in the Greek. <clears throat> my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Okay, she's going to have one verse about herself. Look at this. For he has looked on the humble estate of his dule. There it is again. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. She saw something. All generations. This is significant. I can't hardly believe it, but it's happening. And then everything else has nothing to do with Mary. Seven verses. Listen to this. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, this teenager, he has shown strength with his arm and scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down the mighty from the thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham and his offspring forever. This is a young girl that's giving this powerful message spontaneously, and it's in the book. And so she spent three months with her. That will put her close to the birth. We don't know if she stayed. We don't know if she caught the birth. Because she, Elizabeth had five already. She was in her sixth. Now, Mary, maybe a week, maybe... A, Two weeks, three weeks. So it's, she spent with three, we're getting real close to the birth. So we don't know if she was there. Catholics like to say, well, of course she was there. And it may be true. We don't know. I've always thought that she left before, but I don't know. She believed. And so here's my, <coughs> my challenge for you. I, I was going to share with you specific things about the humility of Mary. I'll, I'll just read them real quickly. What I, what I see in, in hearing humility is that she wonders about God's favor. She doesn't make assumption, assumptions regarding the birth. She lived a life set apart. She saw herself as a servant. She cooperated fully with the divine plan, and her proclamation was all about God's goodness. I can see why God favored her, because she knew how to favor God in a very difficult time. I feel like most people would need a while to process that information. Oh. Before automatically saying, I agree, do whatever you need to do with me. Like, I, I really think that shows her, who she was, her devotion and her humility before the angel came. I mean, she responded well. How we respond to things is important. But she was already there, I think, in her heart. 
She had to be. I can tell you, if an angel showed up to me and said a bunch of crazy stuff, I'd be like, can I have a few days with this, maybe? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, <laughs> I would like to think I would immediately say yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. take my whole life, whatever you need. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that she does is really impressive. I mean, it, it's remarkable. Because Zachariah was awesome, and he didn't. Yes, yes. You know? And so out of this, my challenge to you is to believe. Mary believed. Are you, is that a question? Yeah, well, I have cool. a comment about, I've actually spent a little bit of time in this, and it was almost like she relates to me kind of like a cool daughter. Like, you know, I just answer that way, and I've, I've applied that to my life personally. And actually, all my fear go away when I say, mm. yes, Lord, may it be according to your word. So when I've said no to circumstances that I regret afterwards, and then, then later try to turn things that way, then the way all fear has to dissipate when you say yes or may it be according to your word then I don't have to worry if it's not according to your word because it's, so it's almost like there's a preparation and an establishing faith by responding to his word yeah 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 she was ready to say yeah. yes to what like, yeah. <laughs> so my my desire prayer for you and for me is that as God seeks to impress his will upon our heart that there will be faith born within us. And we'll say, okay, do what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm available. I don't have, I don't feel like I have all, all that it takes, but I, I want to be available. And my, she, she sure was. She had her moments. You know, she had, there were times when she wanted to go get Jesus. I, I think the brothers were uh, impressed impressed upon her but you know who showed up who was there when the 120 gathered Mary was there yes it says in Acts 2 along with Mary and the brothers James became the pillar in the church wrote the letter that has his name and Jude was his other brother's name, and we have a letter from Jude, which it says his, his other brother James. So it's likely that the two brothers became leaders in the church. Yeah. It seems to me like uh, God gives every new believer the opportunity to be a Mary. And, you know, can I put my son of God in you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, when Elizabeth responded that way, I think it was a real gift from God to Mary oh. to have that, oh. knowing the walk she would have to have. I don't think her parents believed her. I mean, I, I don't know, but that's a pretty big tale to come home and tell your yeah, mom and dad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to give Mary that confirmation that couldn't come in any other way, here this woman that she hasn't seen in however long, you don't even show that you're pregnant and she's speaking out. She wouldn't have even known Mary was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So if you get a life-changing word like that, it'll get you a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a challenge for us, too. I think God has spoken a lot of life-changing words to many of us that it's easy to kind of let settle over time. And then as 
back and go, when God says this he means it and he always means it. So I think he gave her that word and I think in spite of everything else, she could always look back and go, I know that I know that I know. Yeah. If her parents did believe, Nazareth didn't. Because 30 years later, the religious leaders are saying, we were not born of fornication. So it's public knowledge that she was, that she, was she had a baby out of wedlock. Yeah. So let's pray and uh, ask the Lord to shape this message in our heart and that we would have the humility, the submission, the faith of our sister Mary. I, uh, we don't worship her. We don't, we don't put her where some put her. I think she's embarrassed with that. But we have, we have every right to see her as a, as a leader, as a godly woman who, uh, who carried history. We thank you, Father, that you chose well you chose Mary, and she fulfilled her assignment so well. And we want to fulfill ours, and we want to walk in humility, and we also want to walk in faith. I pray for anything that people are going through in this season that's difficult. Some of you I know, I know your stories, and I know some of you are going through hard times. And I pray for you that in the midst of hard times, you will believe. That you won't make the mistake that Zechariah made. He's a mature man. He's godly. He's blame, blameless. And yet he, he missed a moment. And so may you not miss it in this season. May you walk in humility and in confidence in God. And that this Christmas season is the best ever. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Okay. We'll just take a moment. Take a moment, spin around with one or two others, and just pray for each other. Some are here, are going through hard times, and they need support. They need prayer. And then, as you know, probably we're going up to have prime rib. Brian has cooked it, and others have brought other things. And so we'll uh, have fellowship together. Let me, let me just uh, speak the blessing of the Lord over you, and then we'll break up. <clears throat> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Did you hear that? Look upon you with his favor. You're the favored one. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.